0: You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at soundtalentmedia.com.
1: Hey, what's up, Vox and Hops heads? I'm Matt, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, brought to you by Sound Talent Media and Evergreen Podcasts, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians, talk all about their lives and music while sharing a craft beer. I hope you had a killer weekend. I most certainly did. Now, I know I said that I was going to take the month of April off, but I had such a blast this past weekend attending Kennewaki Brewing's fifth anniversary party as well as La Cuvée, a killer craft beer festival here in my hometown of Montreal that I decided to just do a whole episode about it. I'm not going to do the standard whole intro thing. Let's just jump straight into this. Get ready, everyone. This is Vox & Hops episode number 403.
0: I warn you, what you are about to hear is very disturbing indeed.
1: So here we are, first day of my vacation, April 1st, and uh, being typical Matt from Vox and Hops, I'm recording an episode. Why not? Let's do a whole episode of my crazy day of going to Kanawaki Brewing's fifth anniversary and going to La Cuvée. Let's do it. Here I am hanging out with Drew Stevens, uh, the brewer, the owner, part owner of uh, Kanawaki Brewing. Drew, how you doing? Happy fifth anniversary.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah. It's going to be a hell of a day, I think.
1: Hell yeah, it's going to be a hell of a day. I'm very stoked to be here. Uh, You're definitely one of Quebec's most underrated brewers. And I love to tell people that. And people should come and hang out and enjoy the multiple array of beers right now, up on the board right now. What do you got going on? I, for myself, am enjoying a killer brew called Cryptopsy, a New World Pilsner, which is a, um, it's a dry-hopped Pilsner with mosaic hops. That's right, yeah. For which, which band would we brew that for? Well, it's a little shitty band called Cryptopsy. Uh, we've been doing this collab together for two years now. it. it cycles and rolls and comes back around whenever you glance over at the, the pack of unused labels that are still sitting there, and I'm okay with that. I'm stoked to be drinking it right now. Actually, what else is going on today for the anniversary?
2: Yeah, so we got some. Uh, we got our five anniversary beers for the fifth anniversary. Uh, we have uh, Golden Gate, which is a wine barrel um, saison mixed culture, so it's super funky. Um, we did blend in some wine must, uh, red and white wine must, and we Added some some caps or honeysuckle berries, depending where you're from. Um, we also have a uh, mixed culture barrel uh, aged saison, but in bourbon barrels, so you got a really nice bar- uh, bourbon barrel note in there, uh, whilst also still being funky in there. Um, we love having uh, barrel aged barley wines for our anniversaries. Uh, this time was no exception. We did a black barley wine this time. Uh, how fucking metal would would. That beer be, you know, not having a uh, a black barley wine in a goddamn barrel at 11.4% too. Um, and then we have uh, two IPAs, uh, one that we did with our, our buddies at Toltec. It's a straight-up IPA using a new variety of hops called Luminosa. It's called Illuminosa Confirmed. That's a 6%. And then we have uh, one we're hanging out actually right now with the guys from Jackal Hop. Uh, it's a juicy double IPA. Uh, this one we went like full thiol thing, uh, uh, crazy dry hops and all that stuff. Uh, it's called Jacked Up. 8.2%. It drinks like goddamn juice and people are going to get fucked up.
1: Well, it sounds like you've been a busy boy leading up to all of this. How much uh, lead time goes into setting up an anniversary? I know that for any of my projects, it takes multiple months. I I plan out multiple months when approaching breweries because I know how busy it gets. Planning an anniversary, how much lead time do you typically go with? So as soon as, actually right before Christmas,
2: uh, we start uh, picking the dates and and laying out a little bit of groundwork for that uh, January 1st is really kind of like the kickstarter for our anniversary knowing that we're really brewing towards mid-March uh, uh, this year well our anniversary is actually St. Patrick's Day but it's always been too chaotic for us to do that uh, so this year we decided to split it give our staff two weeks to recover for us to regroup and for us to like redecorate and all that shit we start planning from like January 1st basically uh, when we wake up all nice and hungover and then uh, start planning that start planning what are we going to do for beer releases um you know drinks uh are we doing entertainment uh, barbecues so on and so forth so uh yeah, but the beer brewing really starts happening maybe in, like, February, March, depending on what we're doing. Uh, for the barrel-aged stuff, we have some stuff that's on the board that's been in barrels for two years, so obviously we never planned for, for that. It just uh, turns out that, like, uh, we end up tasting the barrels, seeing where they're at, and then we, we pick the ones that are, are the best. We want to come out with Hell's Gate because that's, that's kind of like our shtick. Our we always come out with our Hell's Gate uh, barrel-aged barley wine, and uh, this year wasn't really up to our uh, expectations, so we're going to let that hang out in a barrel a little bit longer, uh, but the black barley wine really uh, did it for us, so
1: we came up with that one. Hell fucking yes. Last year, you collaborated with a bunch of beer media people. I won't use the dirty eye word. This year, decided not to do that. How bad was that experience doing monstrosity that led you to not want to collaborate with any beer media for this year's anniversary?
2: Honestly, that was a really fun project. Uh, last year, for four years, we did eight beers. Uh, and then two of those beers were all actually with the content creators and so on and so forth. Um whatever you want to call them, influencers or so on. But uh, it was eight people divided in two teams. Uh, It was a lot of work, a lot of coordinating, and a lot of uh, sort of last minute mishaps. Uh, We got to release all the beers that we wanted to, which was great. however it was a lot of work and then this year is uh, just what a whole bunch of things uh, uh, you know just my my father passing away in the fall and uh, just a whole bunch of other shit uh, yeah I, I just didn't want to like do too too much coordinating and all that stuff so uh, two collabs was more than enough we wanted to get out there with some other things that we don't usually do like a lot of uh, one barrel aging stuff uh, on the regular but also doing things like saisons and and funkier things so this opened the door for us to like you know let's come out with that during our anniversary because we don't get to do that more during the the year and then uh i think that was good
1: it's true that we're missing a big thing at this event right now which is your pops he was always super cool man so he was really really always very nice and i miss his presence deeply right now the next year what's coming up if you could plan ahead, it's a hard thing to do. But if you have goals, you've, you've already said right there you want to do more funk. What what, what, what else would be a goal for the fifth leading into sixth year of Kanawaki Brewing?
2: So a lot of different projects that we're, uh, we're looking at or I'm looking at. Uh, one, we want to start getting into um, actually producing uh, craft sodas for our own bar. Um, we may package those. We may not. I'm not sure. Uh, we spend a lot of money on Coke and Pepsi products uh, for the mixture. So, why not, if we can make them ourselves or something closer, um, definitely ginger beer is kind of like first on my list because I like drinking ginger beer and and uh, it's for some reason fucking expensive so i just want to try my hand at making that uh two uh we're definitely going a little bit harder in the uh, non-alcoholic realm too um we do a non-alcoholic blonde uh blonde ale but we definitely want to go do like a non-alcoholic ipa maybe a fruited beer Uh, we're not sure how we want to take that but that's definitely going to start taking its own brand identity for beer and all that stuff we're going to keep trucking on uh mostly with the stuff that we'd like to do we like to do everything so we're gonna keep it pretty diverse uh we may add a couple of more taps um and then our, our other thing is that we might be looking into doing a little bit more events and uh i can't say distribution because it's been a real fucking shit show on the shelves for a lot of people so we don't want to bog that down or, or try play that game as well. But definitely we don't want to miss out on big events. Uh, for instance, we're teaming up with uh, another brewery right now to kind of contract brew our stuff for events. Uh, so we're going to be doing a, a big one in Quebec City in August. And, uh, yeah, just trying to get us out there, get people to uh, be aware of us out here and come visit us. That's really the big attraction here. And, um, yeah. I think that's a big plan for this year.
1: Hell yes, that makes me very excited. Um, Haze Wars is coming. Vox and Hops' Haze Wars May 6th, depending when this episode comes out. That may be in the past and maybe in the future, but I'm okay with that. Uh, I'm stoked to have teamed up with you to bring five amazing breweries in here to compete with you to create the best monohop IPA using HB586, a funky experimental hop from Yakima Chief Hops because Yakima Chief Hops are presenting Haze Wars. Uh, I'm stoked to do more things with you, such as you're a part of Pit Culture. You're doing a collab with Mutaid to be a part of that. I can only keep pitching you things because I'm a big fan. I'm very stoked to be here right now. I want to drag over Jackal Hop to get their opinions about teaming up with you for the Jacked Up collab. Here we are We're with Marco and Max from Hop. Max is, re- is is smiling and laughing. Marco's ready to talk a little bit. Uh, here we are, there's Jacked Up on the menu right now, a collab at the fifth anniversary of Kanawaki Brewing. When Drew sent you that message, why did you guys say yes to collaborate with him?
0: Yeah, I thought for me and Max, uh, we really like uh, Kanawaki Brewing. Andrew, he's such a sweetheart, and we, we, we make the same kind of beer, we like him, so why not make a double IPA with him, like with, with Phantasm. Uh...
1: Phantasm is an extract of the grape must from New Zealand grapes.
0: That's really interesting. Uh, with the hops, you have a really flavorful beer. And that's what I'm drinking, actually, and it's it's been five minutes and my pince is almost empty, so that, that's perfect. Don't, don't taste the alcohol.
1: Hell fucking yes, we will be back here on May 6th, competing in Vox and Hops' Haze Wars, which is presented by Yakima Chief Hops. Uh, are you ready to come to the Haze Wars trials? Are you ready to be judged blindly alongside five other breweries to come out as the Haze Lords?
0: We'll be the ace lords. There is no question with that. <laughs> we're ready to fight.
1: Hell, fucking yes! This is an epic day. We're gonna keep hanging out. We're going to La Cuvee after this. I am recording all day long, so we'll, we'll let's see how uh, let's see how this day keeps going. Stoked to be here with you both. Massive cheers! I'm gonna drink that jacked up next. <coughs> now we're here at La Cuvee. First person I see is Alex from Aladibuck. Alex, how you doing? I'm
0: fine, and you?
1: I'm good. It's the, it's the, what, why La Cuvée? Why do you come here? Why do you make the big trip? What is it about La Cuvée that makes you come here?
0: Uh, I don't know. It's a beer festival in, in a church. But, you know, at the start, it's a it's pretty, pretty cool concept. And um, there's a lot of uh, beautiful people there who loves beer, who knows beer, too. You know, they're, uh, they are connoisseurs in some way. So that's cool to, uh, to serve those guys. And uh, we're happy to be here
1: in Montreal. Hell fucking yes. You know what? This is where we met each other. I'm not sure if you remember, but I 100% remember that. Yeah. And my good friend, PA, who is here recording live podcast for his Now podcast that is now born since the pandemic started out, IPA podcast, introduced us. How you doing? It's yeah. good to be back with you at La Cuvée. It makes me excited.
0: I bet I remember all of it. You know, it's the last time the Cuvée uh, went on just like two weeks before the pandemic. So, yeah, that's a pretty... Um uh, pretty clear, uh, clear, not clear, uh, souvenir. <laughs> I don't
1: the best kind of fucking memories, Alex. I'm very stoked to be with you again tonight. Noah Forrest from Beerisms here at La Cuvée on a Saturday night in Montreal. How the fuck are you doing? I'm doing well, and yourself? I'm good, bud. It's good to be with you. How you doing? I'm very excited. I was hoping that you'd be here tonight. Let's start. Why La Cuvée? Why are you here? Why, why have all the beer festivals that you and I can attend? Why are you and I here on a Saturday night not being anywhere else?
0: I think because it has a decent party vibe. I mean, you can get good beer anywhere at any time, but... You might spend a little bit more money here, but you're going to have a good time and meet sexy metal uh, singers and
1: uh, everyone like that. How oh, fucking yes. I'm so stoked that you're here. Um, what's going on? What's next? What's next for Beerism? Give us a little scoop.
0: <laughs> more of the same, probably. I've been on uh, a uh, somewhat hiatus of sorts, just you
1: know, getting shit together. But I don't know. Maybe I'll come back with a bang. We'll see. Maybe some collaborations with some friends. That would always make me excited. Let's bring back more than uh, say Labiai at Morico Labs. Give me a hug. Let's keep going. Hey, what's up? I'm with Gabriel. We're outside. Uh, there's a big line of people that are waiting to get into La Cuvée because uh, why?
3: You should have been here yesterday, actually. Yesterday night because the lineup was crazy, actually. It was an hour and a half waiting for to enter in here. And now it just got sold out. Fucking right.
1: Why? Why La Cuvée? Why is La Cuvée the best fucking beer festival in Montreal? Why? Because everyone's here.
3: Everyone's that interesting is in there. There's a bunch of different beers. Everything is great. I'm starting to get a, a bit drunk. I've been here for two hours, so like you know,
1: it's 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 good. Everything everything here is good. That makes me excited. I'm stoked to get in there. I was in there a little moment before. Everything. I'm coming. I'm all set. Yeah, I'm gonna go back in. Don't worry. I'm gonna have a good night. We're gonna have a good night. You're gonna see me again later. This is Vox and Hops at La Cuvée. Massive cheers for hanging out with me for a moment.
3: <laughs> Thank you, man. <laughs>
1: Hey, what's up everyone? I'm outside with Alex. He appears like he works for La Cuvée. Alex, how you doing? I'm great. And yourself? Talk to me about La Cuvée. Why is La Cuvée the coolest fucking shit? Why does everyone want to be here? What is it about La Cuvée that differentiates it from all the other beer festivals? Everything uh, to drink is so fucking good. Everything. There's nothing that, uh, that you're going to drink that's, that's going to be good tonight. It's because uh, I was here right before the pandemic. I was here the year before that as well. Uh, the podcast hadn't started the first time. The second time around, it had. I had actually just done an interview at Brewski with Philip Boucher from uh, Beyond Creation that day. We came here. We had a great fucking night. And then the pandemic just smashed us. And then it took a big break. And then I feel like La Cuvée did the right thing and waited to come back when everything was in fucking shape and came back with a smashing lineup. The beers are just incredible. I'm just stoked to get inside us. Yeah, exactly. They, I think they waited the, the, the right time to uh, In order to, to re- relaunch The QV the, the And uh, it's incredible I, I'm here on my third day And I'm tired But so fucking stoked You look good for three days of this I'm going to get in there for my first day But I'm stoked you took the time to hang out with me yeah. Cheers Cheers Oh shit! This is never ending. Steph Dells from the Procrastination Podcast, Fox and Hops, Thirsty Thursday Gang is here tonight. How the fuck you doing, bud?
0: Uh, I'm doing like a guy that's going to cuvee. So it's the best fucking beer fest in the year. So I'm fucking happy. This is like Christmas for for beer fans for sure.
1: Why is this so good? Why why did they bet the best beers? How does this work? Uh, It's because we're all
0: back from winter, we're all back from nothing happened in January, February, now we're just hyped for whatever is going to happen, and we're going to know every beer trend this year, right now, today, for sure, it's going to be all the new cool things are going to be here. And then we know, oh, this summer, is going to be this, it's going to be that, it's going to be
1: this. So, Damn, is that true? You think so? What What are the big trends? What What, what is the next thing, Steph?
0: Uh, I'm not sure yet. I've seen a few things. There's a few beers I want to try. Uh, there's a couple of new things that uh, Matera has, um, shot at, has, has released uh, and collabs, a bunch of collabs it did. So uh, I'm intrigued by that. But uh, I don't know. I, I just remember uh, every other cuvee, I've, I've discovered something new. And I'm sure I'm going to discover something new tonight.
1: Even... I literally turned around and saw you without giving you a hug. So we're going to cut this. Is short. I'm gonna give you a hug, and we're gonna go drink some beer. <laughs> uh, my official photographer of the night. His name is Kevin. He runs a killer beer shop uh, in my hometown, my near, my home of uh, Um His name is Kevin. He's awesome. It's called La Canette. How you doing, Kevin? I'm pretty good. Uh, except I just met Noah
0: from Berizem, so um, <laughs> my night is kind of. Not a good start, but,
1: you know, I'm happy to be there and shot to you with my super phone. Hell fucking yeah, stoked to have you with me tonight. Let's go hang out. Let's get you inside. Let's check our shit. Let's check out La Cuvée. Let's take some pics. Let's have a good night. This is Vox & Hops at La Cuvée. <laughs> We are inside that QV with PA from the IPA podcast. He just finished. He literally just finished and what do I do? after a three-hour podcast I come in here to fucking bother him.
3: PA, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I wish I would have done a three-hour podcast. I just did an hour and a half podcast. <laughs> How has this been? You've been doing this three nights in a row. The QV
1: has really um, given some space and some thought into including podcasts into the event. What is your thought process behind that?
3: It's really cool. It's really cool to, to finally have a little, you know, I, I'm able to have people come over, talk about what their product, talk about the event. Uh, I, I just love it. I, I love the fact that they're open to that. And to have you here, you know, I think they're open. They're nice. nice. You know, ni- nice kind the people that they, they know the business they know what's coming and to have that that sort of event that little room that they created for the podcast that's awesome
1: that's awesome la cuvee are really in my opinion the most uh, avant-garde the most experimental the most thought forward beer why why who is involved that makes this brainchild in your opinion
3: I think it's really that the, the, the guy is behind. Like, now it's Concept B. Uh, Production Parallel was there before with Justin, uh, who created the event. And I think that he was really... I don't know, I think he had the... The, the the epiphany one day to be like, hey, let's let's do this this idea. The church-wise, the before it was like in the little at um, the basement of a church on Laurier Street, and now it's in this church. The salon just on air It's just amazing. It's fucking gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. It's just and then to mix the distillery, the winery, and and then beer. It's just it's just crazy. And this year he um, uh, mixed uh, the production company with the uh, concept B. So now it's only well, concept B is behind the whole thing, and they're also avant-garde this and today that whole thing there they were in charge of Chambly for so many years so they're used to huge events so to be open to huge events like Chambly and to have this sort of event it's more like cozy geek uh, discovering like beers it's really cool to have all of that I love it
1: with all you saying that I would be wary that we're going to lose that aspect because they're seeing it's such a success are you afraid that La Cuvée is going to get too big and lose that little magical essence now that there's a monstrous
3: company involved? I, I don't think so. I think I think La Cuvee will remain. I hope it will remain like that. The one thing that I'm scared about is that, like, people wanna wanna discover beers every week. So with the trend of having like a new beer every week and everything, I feel like this year the cuvee, the beers came out the same week as La Cuvee. When usually the beers were coming out like two weeks, three weeks later. Like breweries were able to to just hold on to those beers to leave it to La Cuvee to have people discover their their beers. And now. Now, now, now it's just so tight. People need to, you know, like 20, 2023 is just not easy for anyone. So, they they need their beers out there, but they were able to withhold their beer. But it's the same week. So, if you taste a beer now at Le Cuvée, it's in the stores in the same week. You don't, you won't have. I think one or two breweries, you, it's gonna come out in like a month.
1: I'm stoked to hang out with you. I'm stoked that you're here doing this. Did you ever imagine that you would be hosting podcasts? Because your relationship with La Cuvee is special. Having been at La Rologue who is so involved with... La Cuvee. Uh, people that don't know, La Bière is a beer store yeah. located in Ashlagu, yeah. in Montreal. That's very closely tied to La Cuvee. Then you work with the ad book. That's where I met you, basically at like at the counter here, here, which yeah. is crazy. So, so did you ever imagine you'd be hosting podcasts here?
3: Never, never. I just I just started doing something I li- I loved. I saw you and I was like, okay, I got to do the same thing. No, okay, no. Honestly, I I just I realized it's something I really love to talk about, like uh, your you're passion and to try to just transfer that passion to people and just, to, I don't know, to be here and to finally have that, it's just crazy I'm so privileged to have that I, I'm, I'm really happy, but yeah to, to have been able to be behind, how do you say like behind the La Clôture there to, to you know, yeah, the Biere was just welcoming people to the event, talking about the beers and leading people towards the right beer that they wanted to drink, Ralbeck it was like making, discover like the, that brewery was their first time here and yes, I met you, but I was like, okay, Alex which is the owner so yeah afterwards i was just like okay now i'm doing that that's that's wow surreal
1: thank you for taking some time i literally interrupted you while you were tearing down your equipment thank you so much uh we're gonna keep having fun but you guys should have been here to have had fun with us cheers pa
3: cheers thank you very much man
1: Salut tout le monde! On est à la QV avec Pat, from the Galunatics, from uh, the beer store. What's the beer store? Help me, help me, help me.
0: Uh, I think multi uh, multiops. multi Verdun!
1: Fucking right, La QV, here we are, 2023, damn stoked you're at the Maulstrom tent. Why are you with Maulstrom? What's going on?
0: Uh, we're here because uh, there are France, Maulstrom. multiops. Multi-Ops, I'm, I'm so confused now. Uh, we're kind of a blend now, so... Uh, so we'll be doing a party I love this place because it's church like and we swear like hell so <laughs>
1: What should I drink, Pat? What's going on here?
0: Uh, I have like a double IPA in ba- ba- IPL, let's say, in a barrel of
1: whiskey, Canadian whiskey. Is that your beer? Yeah. Let's do. It. I gotta do it then. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah. Obviously, it's my glass. He takes my glass. He shakes it out. He's gonna pour some beer. Thank you, Pat. I'm very stoked you, to see you. I've been hunting you, trying to get you on the podcast since day one, dude. Uh, one day I'll get you. I love it. You know I love it. Cheers, bud. Thank you so much. Right, cheers. Hey, what's up, Fox and Hopsins? I just want to take a little moment about Cryptopsy's upcoming tours. That's right, I'm talking about the Scream of Perseverance tour and our headliner dates that coincide with that tour called As Summer Burns. The Scream of Perseverance tour is kicking off at the end of May and runs all the way until the end of June we are supporting the mighty death to all. We are going all over the United States, and we are hitting some of Canada. So excited to be honoring the legendary music of death alongside amazing musicians that performed on these albums. Even more stoked to be doing some headliner dates in some cities that I've actually never played in. If you are planning to come to any of these shows, you should definitely grab your tickets by going to VoxandHops.com summer and you will be able to grab all of your tickets there. That's voxenhops.com slash summer. Do it, people. Come hang out with me. Enjoy life, metal, and craft beer in your hometown. Come to a show. We're going to have a great time. Now, enough about all of that. Let's get back to the episode. Backstage at La cuve, here we are with my neighbors from Mellon. How you doing? Let everyone, who are you? Tell everyone who you are. I'm Alex Melon, your neighbor and friend. I'm very privileged to be your friend. You know, you're not always that lucky that your neighborhood brewery tends to be a fucking good one. <laughs> but I consider myself very lucky. We did a, an interview for Le Monselle de la biere I've never had you on the podcast, so people don't know this. But I, I stop in frequently, typically in the summer, because I can show up with my kids. We are at La Cuvee right now backstage. Um, it's your first Cuvee
4: because you didn't exist, the last Cuvee. So what is La Cuvee for you? So basically, I used to be like a customer. I used to come here with David. We, we came every year and it was like a, an happening for us, something we did every year. So now being like having my own brewery and pouring beer here is really nice. It's like the old circle, you know? I'm proud of you, because uh, your beers are, are, if you can
1: describe Melon, I can describe Melon. It's crushable beers, low ABV beers, uh, wild beers, It's but they're all drinkable, crushable. They're, you can go there, have a few, and leave, and still go be productive in your life, which is a good thing
4: in my life. Yeah, it's, it's what we aim to do, it's like... The goal is that you can always drink two pints of the same beer. That's the, the, the thought process we that every beer goes through. You should be able to drink two pints of this. Of course, some beers are heavier, and you shouldn't maybe not drink two pints. But, yeah, that, that's a, always the goal.
1: I think it's cool, and the atmosphere of Melon is very laid-backs, relaxing. Uh, you were invited to be hosting the media party for La Cuvee. Uh, how easy was that Yes.
4: It was super easy for us. It was like, like I said, the full circle. It was like, we used to go there knowing nobody and just going as as ourselves, as customers. And now we're hosting the, the Lancement mediatic. We're like, I don't know, it was, uh, it was really like, we said yes right away. It was not for the money because I mean, we don't have problem folding the place. We did really for the exposure and for the experience. We, we loved very much to host that event. I don't know, it was really, like I said many times, a full circle for us you're wearing cloud shaped glasses with little diamonds
1: hanging off of it are you ever worried that this bubble is going to burst
4: our bubble always (laughs) You, you always need to like we never sit back and say okay we're good we shouldn't we can rest and everything's going fine and we can just let it be itself we always try to improve everything we do And this is just a a way for us to be creative and have fun. The glasses, it's something we want to do at every festival uh, that we're going to be pouring beers. We have new glasses every time, and (laughs) it's something we want to do. We did it. We started at La Commission Brassicole last June with uh, uh, flame-shaped glasses. And yeah, just we never want to sit back and be happy with what's happening. We want it to be always better, and we're improving the beers, improving the service, improving the atmosphere, improving the artwork, so, yeah, that's in fear that that bubble might burst someday. We don't want that happening. So uh, we work hard to never like be satisfied.
1: It must be like stressful to live like that, but it's also creatively very inspiring to never sit on your laurels,
4: rest on your laurels is the expression. What is the next year of Melon? Uh, well, we have a really... Jam-packed month coming because our anniversary is coming at the beginning of May and we're releasing nine beers and four bottles and uh, five or six collabs. So it's like the months, the, the months, last month and then the coming month are really like, the, the the production calendar is like crazy. So before La Cuvée on Thursday, I was um, transferring a beer from the barrels to a tank that's going to be blended with another beer for our anniversary. So yeah, uh, the coming month is going to be really, jam-packed like i said and the coming years same thing we're like we're not coming of age we're still super young but we're we're starting to see like what people like and what we feel like we're good at so expanding on that uh we want to do uh now that we have more employees we want to take the time and do a beer uh, R&D trip in europe drink like original lagers that's something that we have on our mind and uh, just Collabs, I really like collabs because I learn a lot during these, so keep doing that. Uh, we have a few in the works, uh, I have a series going at uh, we have, I said hi, but we're doing that, but we have a, a series of uh, collaborative land beers that we brew with Ontario Bre- breweries and we have another one coming, so yeah, stuff like that, always exploring, always getting better. And. Uh, having fun while doing it. I do have to say that I've been to a lot of microbreweries
1: over the course of my life, and I may have frequented yours a little bit more than others because I live so close, but your staff has stayed... Fru- like stable, which is fucking awesome. Jasmine is working right now in front of us. He's been there since very early. So you guys do have a good retention of staff,
4: which means something. Why is that? Uh, David and I, are, we're proud of the beers we brew, are proud of the place we've built, but what we're proudest of is the employees in the... They call themselves family. If it was call- I was calling them that it would be cheesy, but they're calling themselves like that and, yeah, the... The team we've built and the the, the vibe we've created is something we're super proud about. And so we've, none of our employees left for another job or something like that. They left because they moved from Montreal and they went to work in their uh, field of study. I don't know if you say that, uh, like they're studying to be a teacher and one left to do that. So yeah, they're all... They've all been there for like two years and more, and yeah, we try to be really supportive of what they do and and try to help them like ease uh, the, the work and study and work and school balance by giving them fewer shifts during the school year and more shifts during the, the summer. So yeah, just we, we we're trying to create a workspace that one we would like to work with if it was, wasn't ours. Fucking
1: right, dude. I I'm a big fan. You know. I'm a big fan. I'll keep telling you that I'm a big fan. I was in the brewery when you had no fucking countertops. Here we are at La Cuvée now, and you're one of the hypest breweries. I'm so fucking stoked for you. Thank you for taking a little bit of time to
4: talk to me. I appreciate you. Let's keep it up in fun You guys should have been here. Cheers! Cheers, man. Have a good one. Enjoy yourself.
1: Here we are at La Cuvée, up on the stage. There are people dancing. There's loud music. It's fucking cool. What a place. What an event. I am going to keep hanging out here. You guys should have been here. It was a great fucking night. Massive cheers to all. What a fucking night. La QV. Cheers. Hey, thank you all so, so much for listening right today, Daniel. That I love and appreciate that. Man, this was an epic day. I had such a killer time attending Kennewaukee Brewing's 5th anniversary as well as La Cuvee. Massive cheers to everyone that was a part of this episode. Massive cheers to the dudes from Jackal Hop for traveling with me to Kennewaukee Brewing. Massive cheers to the whole crew at La Cuvee and an extra special shout out to my friend Kevin, the owner of La Canette, my favorite craft beer store, for hanging out with me and taking a bunch of pics of me at the event. I had a blast. I cannot wait for the next QV. I cannot wait Wait for my next epic beer day. The Vox and Hops Metal Podcast is brought to you by Sound, Media and Evergreen Podcasts. I hope you have a killer rest of the month of April. I am now truly taking a break. I will be back in May with brand new episodes, but until then, remember to enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. Cheers, Vox and Hops heads.